Hey yo, whose man's is this? Who you talking about, bruh? I'm talking about them dudes over there. Bro, what dudes over there? You don't see them dudes over there. No, bro. Who, man? Tell me. I was like, maybe something going on with me because I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not following. And I kept reading the Idiot. definition of shorting, and I'm like, what is wrong? Why can't I get this? Like, Did you see the meme where someone was like, every time I read this, all I hear is that Jack had five apples. To <laughs> I know. I really felt like my COVID brain, like, like, like pandemic brain, I should say, like, set in. Like, I just, I was like, what? <laughs> I think it's just uh, pandemic brain. I, I'll take it. Oh, no, pan, panty brain? Oh, no, I, like that. Oh, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, you got the old panty yeah, brain right. going. <laughs> that shit ain't fetch. You're all right. Nope, it ain't. Neither is fetch. Uh, are we going to dox it? <laughs> <laughs> don't get doxed, bro. <laughs> That word is gonna get played out by the end of the month. Uh, are we are we are we recording right now? I feel like we should just keep keep this going. Fair enough. We can run it from here. Run it. Let me see. Yeah, if y'all listening, if I just started. We back. And we got a special guest, the lovely Tori. Tor Tor. AKA, AKA Ron's Queen. A.K.A. A.K.A. Wifey to be. Wifey Uh-oh. to be. Uh-oh. Man, it's coming. It's coming quick. No. It's I mean, weird, we... too, because it's like I get so excited for my friends getting married, but I don't want to get married at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that turned Turn well, no, you right? really do. Your, you really go. You really go up for us. No, like, you, you posted no us twice. You posted. <laughs> um, you posted that picture. I remember when y'all first posted the pictures, and I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I, think I sent it to like my mom. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then our friend, uh, friends Evan and Karen are getting married, and mm-hmm. they they got pictures and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I'm like, I do, I do, I do, I do. What movie's that? That's kind of like Keenan and Kel, the orange soda line. Oh, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking of, at least. That's right. Okay, so Tori, how, how is wedding planning going? Going, going. I love how you only ask me. And- well, yeah. Ah, just to <laughs> but I mean, you're correct. But um, <laughs> Ron, I was hanging out. <laughs> but overall, it's going really well. It's actually been pretty smooth. Um, for those that don't know, we are having a very like small COVID style wedding. It's just going to be um, me and Ron, and then my parents at their house in Dallas, plus the uh-huh. photographer and videographer. But Everyone, we're having everyone like, or just some people kind of like watch uh, via Zoom. So um, 
including like family that can't come and our friends, of course. But wedding planning in general has been really good. My parents pretty much have all the decorations oh. and everything. Really, it's just the final details of getting wedding bands and then I think just getting Ron's tux and they were pretty much done. So it's been it's been Swag. fun. It's been, I will say it's been stress free, even though like I've always dreamt of having like a wedding where I can celebrate with you guys and it was really like tough to make the decision not to. I'm I'm kind of like over that right now, but I will say that this has been very stress free and I'm kind of glad that we went this route. You can see it too, like in, <clears throat> both of you seem so just chill about it. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's like the last thing you want anyway, to be stressed true. in already a stressful situation. Real and I'm just saying, true. like, I've been <clears throat> quarantining, so if you want me to just stand outside the window and direct traffic. <laughs> 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 direct traffic. <laughs> Brian going to be the bouncer outside, <laughs> outside the door. You just see me in the background of every picture in the corner of the mirror, in the window, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me. No. <laughs> okay, one time. <laughs> well, we are super excited. Um, so I was really excited to celebrate love, especially when it's your good friends finding that love. So we can't wait for March. Thank you. And then we can't wait to celebrate when all is clear. Yes. Yes. That part. For sure. That party, though. That oh boy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just think back, like, both of our families know how to party and have a good time. So it would have been lit either way. It would have been lit. Well, the future party. I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be at least a good week off of work because won't be able to move for the first forty eight hours. That's you know. so real. We we'll be handing our doctor's notes on the way out. Everybody right. using jail. <laughs> <laughs> doctor's notes in Pedialyte. <laughs> Speaking of which, I know that we're gonna get into this later, but. <laughs> The older we get, the more I'm like, hmm, some, some of these things I'm feeling kind of hurts. I just feel stiff all the time. And I feel like my bones are cracking more than normal. Let's I talk kinda about wanted this. No, let's not, let's I kind of right wanted to do the busted challenge. But I'm like, you know what? Every time I bend down, my knees crack. And one crack might have been the last one. Exactly. The last one. <laughs> and I'm only 30, so. I mean, does it take you guys a good few minutes just to get your body like going oh, yes. when you get out of bed? Yeah. Uh, yep. Like, I'm telling you, waking up from a I'd nap be, is so dangerous. Ooh. Ooh. I'd be afraid <laughs> to take that. <laughs> <laughs> half of the nap is just getting up from the nap. Oh, Damn. Just, half of the nap is y'all trying to figure out what's, what foot's going to come down first. Oh, man, it's going to go straight up. Man. I feel like I'm already not a morning person, but I feel like the older I get, the crankier I am in the morning. Like the longer it takes me to like really wake up. Ron, would you agree? Luckily for him, he gets up before me, so <laughs> you tried him today. <laughs> no, but I feel you. Like my knees have started giving me problems so i've definitely been on webmd like <laughs> why does the front of my knee hurt and they like mm-hmm. uh because it's 
taste. I don't know. <laughs> just like, like old it, age. It, it is no disease <laughs> that we have that is gonna cause your knee to hurt. Are you still playing te- uh, tennis? Yeah. So I took a few weeks off because it's been cold in uh, Texas. I know you guys in Austin had snow that stuck around for a bit. That um, was weird. So I hadn't played and you know, when you were younger, you could just, oh, you know, yeah, I'll go play today and I'll be fine. <laughs> no. I played on Monday and then had the nerve to come back and try to play on Tuesday. My body was like, look. You, you, got, me you got the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> you got yourself fucked up. Like, okay, that's your week right I got, I got something for you. It got me through the match, but hey, I ain't been able to walk clear, like straight. <laughs> I just started investing in like uh, uh, compression knee things, and I got an elbow little sleeve. Oh, like, damn! Oh, what's happening, Brian? Do you stretch after you play tennis? I don't stretch before. That's the problem. I, know. I just don't know why my body hurts so bad. I just go play tennis and I'm already stiff, and then I don't stretch after, and then I just don't know my legs hurt. Hell, right. I'm ready to go. I'm like, <laughs> this is like one of the bad I just walk a little longer. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it'd be fine. I think for me, mine is staying up late. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to stay up late. People mm-hmm. still do that? That's a thing in the pandemic. <laughs> Right. I start getting sleepy at like ten o'clock and then eleven thirty it's over. It's time for me to go to bed. No more fighting. Yeah. And I be trying to fight it too and I always regret it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Ron always tells me. <laughs> I, trying, y'all. Like, see, I told you to go to bed. I like it sure is eleven thirty, ain't it? Mm-hmm. That's true. He sure does do that every night. <laughs> so Ron is a morning person then, by force. If it was my choice, I would still be a night person, but my body decided to do his own thing. You are a morning person. Now. And after after college, you always were. It was so weird. You would party just as hard, but be the first <laughs> one up. Take like a three hour shower, and then. <laughs> We waking up and they're like, oh yeah, I've been up. I had breakfast. That is I'm so like, funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like dead until noon. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And I got all the gossip for y'all because I've been reading the timeline all morning. <laughs> I don't get it. But I feel like Brian was, you were just, whether you uh, went out or didn't go out, you just slept. <laughs> love to sleep, basically. Basically, I was like that too. Yeah, I back in the day, like I could easily sleep until like twelve or one o'clock. Yep, and I yeah, even changed. <laughs> you know what the we, best sleep used to be when you had an eight a.m. class, and mm-hmm. you was like, "Yeah, I'm not going." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like when you made that choice, yep. you even went to bed. Yep. You turned the alarm off. Yeah. <laughs> right, like I ain't going to this class. It was a few times I like. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll make the decision in the morning. And then right before I would doze, I'd be like, man, fuck that class. Like, I ain't going nowhere. 
Oh, 8 a.m. classes were terrible. They, they uh. weren't fair at all. It, it made no sense. And what was the point? <laughs> right. What were y'all trying to do? You didn't right. want to be there. We didn't want to be there. All right, if you're a professor, why are you even signing up for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other part, yeah. And I used to hate when it was like, okay, this is the only class we got. It's <laughs> the eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. On Monday. No, worst it was when it was on Friday because you couldn't have your Thursday Thursday. Right. The worst was when it was on Friday and you had your Thursday Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> well, that's the personal choice. <laughs> uh, you're like, you're I do miss gonna... those days, though. Like, just like being like, you want to go to Harper's? Or it's like Wednesday night or Tuesday night, or you want to go to the Riv, wherever. Like, I miss those days where we could just like go and just walk. <laughs> yep. Or like I'm bored. All right, let's go out. And it's like nobody does that now. Like you get bored now. It's yeah. Like, okay, you want to do a puzzle? Or <laughs> it is so true. Like being read a book. <laughs> being 21 in college is the best thing. Remember when people used to tell you like, "Oh, this is the best time ever. Don't don't waste it. Like you're gonna enjoy it." And you'd be like, please get on my face. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be all right. Okay, God, got it. And now I'm like, I, that thing. I say that at time, I'm like, this. But it's, it's good after sometimes. Yeah, we got money now. That's a big change. I still feel like college was like a very pivotal moment in my life. Because I really feel like no matter how you feel about college, if you feel like you shouldn't go, I think it's just a good place. Like, I feel, I feel like it's good to go because not only do you build a foundation and network of new friends that last longer, but you really like go through a phase of self-discovery. Like I felt like I did, like I, cause I made poor choices and friends and things like that. And I learned a lot from that. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I remember, um, I, at work, we did some activity where it's like, okay, what moments stand out in your life, right? And most of the moments I thought of came from college, good and bad. Just to your point, a lot of poor decisions, but they help you in the long run. Um, And I I do encourage people, like, okay, yeah, I know college is not for everyone, but, like, if you can find something like that, or if it's trade school, or I, I don't know about the military, I don't know anything about that. But, you know, something like that where you can be around people and, you know, have other people to kind of bounce ideas off of and help make your decisions. I feel like that's that's valuable. That and also like the myth of the GPA. I mean, depending on like if you are, you know, if you are in the medical field and you need to have good grades in the med school, that's a different story. But <laughs> for like anything else, like even business, if you didn't get into, I didn't get into the business school. And I thought it was like the end of the world. But where I am right now in my career is amazing. So you don't really have to follow the path. If you just want to use college as a way to get decent grades, but still like, you know, create friendships and family, that's even better. And Tori, when's the last time someone asked you about your GPA? Years. Companies companies just give this false hope about like this false like myth about like you have to have this GPA to be successful. No, you don't. As long as I'm qualified and I can do the work, I can do it. 
like since being a recruiter I realized that a lot of the companies like say all this bullshit like with their internship programs it's just a way for them to like pick their favorites true I also hate how MSU did their grading system just tell me if I got an A B C stop giving me this Three point, two point. <laughs> oh, you got a two point? Literally, I find out like a two point five was like a C or something, and I always thought that was like an F in my right. head. Right. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, oh, that's what I got. I, I failed the whole thing. Dude, I just want college students celebrating the two point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I will never forget, Doctor Doctor uh, Luda, stats three fifteen. Took that three times. <laughs> I got a two point, and I was like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I'll <What>? take it. <laughs> Do I move on to next year? Is that still possible? Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry, that specific class, I took and dropped it like three times. Mm-hmm. And like the third time through, right? Like this is the point where it's like, okay, you ain't got no more. <laughs> you got to get out of here. So <laughs> I'm in class one day, and I'll never forget. He put something up there. I mean, that tells you a lot. I don't remember any of it. He put but, something up there. <laughs> and I was like, this makes total sense. And, like, I just, like, was writing down the question. Like, I think it was some homework or something. And I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I get it. Was it in recitation? No. Oh. No, this okay. was, like, early on. Like, oh, okay, okay. Like, I don't know. But I... I, I was like, well, yeah, you took the class like two other times. I would hope you would get the <laughs> 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 You should be able to, you know, come aboard of what's happening. I thought you were trying to be a TA. <laughs> I thought I was so smart. I was like, this shit is easy. <laughs> then I put myself back down to earth. Like, yeah, third, but yeah. Yeah, like, I, I just feel like, especially college advisors, especially in MVP, which stands for multicultural business programs at MSU. Advisors are great and I really enjoyed the time I spent there, but they do also like put all this pressure on you that you mm-hmm. basically like have to be perfect or meet the standard. You're gonna figure it out. True. <laughs> like that's something I want I want college students to understand. Like don't freak out about where you're gonna go, what you're gonna do in life. You are literally gonna figure it out. Likely not during college, but after you graduate. Right. <laughs> and it might not like it might not even be then. It might take time yeah. for your door to open. Like college is just there to like set the foundation. It's not just the one all be. Another statement I feel like people say is like thirties when you like really truly are in the groove of things in your career. And I never like so be- I never like believed it until like it's happening to me. I'm like almost thirty, and I'm just now starting to get to where I, I thought I'd be at like twenty seven, twenty eight. So. That's true. <laughs> takes time no matter who you are i will say like 30s are dope overall like you just kind of feel kind of a little bit more confident in your decisions Mm -hmm. and i start i don't know like the other day i was i was uh i think watching something on tv and i was like you know what i don't like avocado Wait, what? Haven't we always TV. known that though? Huh? Wait. I thought, I thought you told us that before. Yeah, but I always okay. go back to it. And I'm like, I, oh, did, oh, not, I okay. did not know this. I'll eat guacamole or I'll try this. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't like avocado no more, and I ain't doing it no more. I feel you. And I was there by myself, so I, I, wild <laughs> example, but I feel agreed. you. <laughs> this is thirty, huh? That was thirty. <laughs> That's it. You don't like avocado? Don't eat no damn avocado. Like you're done. You put why, it. Why don't you like avocado? Because it don't taste like, like nothing. Thank you. Man, y'all are trash. You like uh, avocado, right? I tolerate it. Oh. Uh, don't be don't be lying on the podcast. But it right enhances now. the meal. You have to admit, it because does. when I add avocados to that chili I made that one time, you were like, "Okay, I see it now. I get it." Oh yeah, that was one time you got me. I tell you, this guy never. <laughs> you win this one. Okay, I don't be getting my credit like I should be. Okay, Tori, you got me. You got me that one time. <laughs> I liked avocado that one time. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey man, I eat like I eat that for like almost every meal. So I get it. I get why people. I don't get it, but I see why people <laughs> like it. Like, and people really enjoy it, and I like seeing people enjoy it. <laughs> and it even makes me want to try it again. But you know, the other day, watching TV, I said, "Nope, we done." So even when, so even when you put salt and pepper or whatever, it doesn't. Then it don't. It just tastes like salt and pepper. Salt and pepper mushy. on um on play though. Yeah, that's That was very. Even though I love avocado, I do appreciate that description. <laughs> do, I do not. <laughs> you kind of creative. <laughs> Feels accurate to me. Wow. Uh, you're still gonna find out, so. I mean, because it's not bad. It doesn't make anything worse. But you're never gonna hear me ask asking for it. You're not gonna say, let me get some extra guac, right? <laughs> Like, damn, we ain't got no avocado? I don't even want to eat no more. Because, right, okay. (laughs) Oh, you are low key blind. I know you are. Okay, can I just say something real quick? You can say say everything. You can say it all. I'm not going to just all like Ron and Tori, but Ron does this thing because he takes advantage of me being very gullible. He will say something in the biggest confidence. And I will believe him, and I'll be like, "Wait a fuck! Wait a goddamn minute! You are lying! You are he he gaslights." So what? I, you got no evidence. What I'm trying to say is, times of what I've made nachos and or tacos, I always get like a container of guacamole, and I just put a spoon in it, and you voluntarily run that guacamole, fucking that guacamole, taco and nachos. Let me let it go to waste. What I would do, let it go to waste. Right. Mm, babe, wait, wait, wait. Babe, where'd you get, where'd you get this? Where'd you get this avocado, babe? This is different. Well, mm. Ron, you know I have a history of, of buying too many tortillas and having an, like an abundance of nachos, so I would have eaten it. But still, you like avocado. Okay. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Okay, Tori. <laughs> Ryan, you know what you about to eat for the weekend. <laughs> everything, everything avocado toast. Every damn thing. Avocado toast is fire. Ah, uh, all right, y'all. Let's get into some topics. We're we're kind of we kind of got into it a little bit, but we drifted. Um, GameStop. Cool. I mean, by now I'm sure even the listeners know what's happening. There's been like. 
every type of breakdown of it. So I don't know what's stick. Tori, you seem like you're the pro on this, so what? you want to lead us in? <laughs> you sent it. The- <laughs> 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 I'm just going off, of, going off of what you sent us today. So <laughs> all I said was, "Oh." And maybe we should talk about the GameStop thing. Look, I didn't that, say I had intel. You got insider <laughs> trades. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. Ron, I feel like you're the one who was an avid Reddit user. Yes. Yeah, we're going to touch And it's that all too. Ron's fault. Yep. <laughs> so I, feel like, I feel like Ron should explain it because he'll explain it better than I can, I feel like. I mean, I definitely can't explain the stock portion of what's going on. So I feel like people will be better served. If you don't know what's going on from the stock portion, just pause and look that up because they can give you much better answers on the internet than we can. But in general, I can tell you that Reddit is more like a community-based social media platform. So instead of following people like you would on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you more so follow a topic. And you follow other people who are interested in that topic. And instead of posting something about your own opinion, you more so post like a question or something for people to discuss and comment beneath that. So the community that really caused all this ruckus is called Wall Street Bets. And that's literally what they do. They just get on there and talk shit and have fun and bet on things going on in Wall Street. And literally, they do stuff like what's happened here. They've been doing it for years. I think that that's a particular forum is a few, maybe four or five years old. And it's just one time that they did it bigger and better than ever. So some dude apparently a year ago realized there was potential that this could happen. Like I've seen some screenshots floating around from when he first talked about it. And everyone was telling me he was dumb for putting all his money into this. Where I think he put a significant portion, like five figures at the time. And now what he put in is worth $50 million. So jokes on all them people. And essentially what happened is that he figured out that this company was betting against GameStop to the point that they were actively trying to make a fortune off this company failure, which was probably going to happen and is still going to happen. But they were trying to take advantage of it and make money off of it while doing nothing more than fueling the fire. So he caught wind of it, convinced a bunch of other people on this forum, like, yo, I see this going on. I've seen it happen before. There's a lot of potential here. If enough of us get in on this, it can make something really happen. For some reason, he had the juice that day and enough people listened to him and they started buying it. And it happened. <laughs> this shit's crazy. They're losing billions of dollars off this. But what's even worse is just the, like what what's what's come of this. Of course, like GameStop made a lot of money yesterday, but today their shares have plummeted because apps like Robinhood they are now restricting anyone from trading GameStop. Oh, it's kind of hard to say twice. It's GameStop stock, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and they're trying to force people to sell them. So like I I've, I've just been seeing some things on the subreddit today on Wall Street that that people are trying to band together to not give in to that pressure. But it really like started the conversation on Twitter. And I think more people, including me, realize just how, just what, just what the inequality, the wealth inequality of all of it, like they are really trying to block normal people from making money. So they can make these big hedge funds and corporations more money and whatnot. So Eat the Rich was trending today, and it was really cool to kind of to kind of see that like wealthy people are oppressive as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are terrible, and it's re- I feel like more people have really started to notice it during the pandemic and everything, and just seeing how out of touch celebrities and wealthy people are, yeah. and that they just don't get it. So, yeah, I mean. Well- 
I, I read something that this is sort of like what happened in 2008 with the housing crisis that a bunch of, uh, I think it was hedge fund fund or other man or investment people um, basically put a lot of money into the downfall of the housing market and they made a lot of money off of it. So I think this is like comparable somehow except it's the opposite effect that, you know, the rich people are losing the money and call it average people are temporarily gaining most of the money. <clears throat> now, I will say, I don't know if we were recording, if, if it caught what I said earlier, but man, have I lost a lot of my brain cells throughout <laughs> COVID. Because <laughs> it took me far too many articles and far too many hey this is a simple explanation read this it's gonna be far too many of those to actually understand that's real barely understand what's happening right now because even earlier i was like well do I own GameStop? I don't know why I thought it was point. I, own it. I was like, I'm part like, owner now. So you I don't know what I was now you had GameStop. <laughs> I just went through so many emotions. Like, well, should I, should I sell it? Right, that's on, right <laughs> on like, point. That's hilarious. You download Robin and I own GameStop. <laughs> I just thought I had it. <laughs> I ain't put no money down. I'm that's like, how I'm <laughs> That's all a forex that would scam Brian. Hey, just download, oh, yeah. Robin, just, just download Robinhood, and you're about to make millions of dollars, bro. This is the okay. name, bro. They take it from just, just, just bet with me ten and, grand. And people on Twitter made a good point. Like, how ironic that they're even named Robinhood, mm-hmm. right? And then- like some TV show shit. You can't Fucking, even write stuff this year. You can't. You can't be connected to Batman and, and be doing well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I feel bad for the people. Like one of my coworkers had bought GameStop. That is hard to say. GameStop See? stock. Shit. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, don't, don't get in my don't get in my like that. <laughs> I gotta start redeem myself. But he had just bought the stock, and a week before all this happened, he sold it, and now he's just like Whoa. shitty. <laughs> sick. You need to go check Sick, on him. bro. <laughs> he said, it's 9 p.m. I'm drinking Starbucks coffee. You know, my day's been shitty. <laughs> I was like, yeah. damn, bro. And I bet there's so many people like that. Yeah. I do feel just a little bit like because I caught a small wind of it on, I think it was maybe Sunday or Monday. Like, people were saying, like, something's bubbling. Like, there were a little bit of rumblings on the on the subreddit. But I thought mm-hmm. they were just gas up. So I didn't pay no attention to it. And then sure enough, the next morning I wake up to all the headlines like, oh damn, they weren't bullshitting. They taking money. Mm-hmm. And still talking about it. Even like even like ret like political politicians are getting involved. Did y'all see <laughs> Did y'all see AOC's tweet to Ted Cruz? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, she bodied him. Amazing. Which Ted it Cruz been getting hold a lot over the past few weeks. Rightfully so. Weeks? Right. No, I don't know the past like L's for a minute. Oh yeah, his whole they life. They call him the Zodiac L. Killer. <laughs> he live on L Street. But yeah, yeah. 
specifically over the last few weeks, it's been pretty tough. And AOC has been responsible for quite a few of them. And Seth Rogen for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that Rogen really doesn't give it <laughs> So do you guys think they're about to, like, put up all these new laws and restrictions so this don't happen again? I think so. Probably. I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, they're definitely gonna like or solidify that, that only like you know, pe- like hedge funds and companies can the ones are allowed to do that, and no one else can do it. Yep. Unless you go through that. Only way to make sure that we don't thrive. Well, I can't see how they can get away with it. Yeah, America, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I I saw um, Mr. Uh, Serena Williams. That's rude, but he he's okay with it. Like, <laughs> okay. He also wow. founded. He also founded Reddit. I guess I should say that Alexis Ohanian. He was uh, giving an interview, and he was saying like, "This is just the beginning. Like, if if a few people on a social media site can take down a thirteen billion dollar hedge fund, yeah, you know, sure. if more people get educated and more people." are you know pushed or motivated to band together to do some of this stuff you're going to see a lot more of this stuff happen over time uh so i mean yeah they can they can bring up the laws and they they're probably going to regulate this a lot more but i feel like we're just going to people are just going to get smarter and smarter technology Mm -hmm. is going to get you know further and further advanced and I mean, I'd be interested to see how like all this plays out. Yep. Does sorry, go ahead, Tori. Oh no, I have anything. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> I was gonna say, does this give Forexers like a boom? Is their business gonna go up now? Are they gonna be recruiting like heavy? Can someone explain Forex? I mean, I just think of it as Mway and uh, what was that energy drink they had at state? Everyone had a we wanted to drive a BMW if you sell these energy Vima or Vima or something like that. Hmm. No, it's, that it's basically that's how I look at it, but for trading. Like learn how to do day trading, blah blah blah, but also build an empire with people. So like you recruit people and more people oh, you recruit. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a period <clears throat> I remember that painting <laughs> one. Where they try to get you to come paint or something, if, if somehow I was going to turn you into a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did you sign up for that? I, I know I butchered their, their whole pitch, but I remember thinking about it when they first came to talk to us. I was like, what are y'all trying to get us to do? <laughs> you want to paint? Or you want to own a business? Hey, what were come, those, on, come on in. What was that uh, MLM nice business? Uh, Vector or something? Oh, Vector Cucko. Nice. I Vector thought nice. that was Cutco, yes. And my, you signed up. They yeah, got you. So I went and interviewed and everything, and it was right after my freshman year of college. And I interviewed, and they were like, "Yeah, we think we're gonna bring you on." And I was so excited. So I went downstairs to tell my mom because she obviously had to drive me. And I was like, "Ma, I got it. They, 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 they're gonna accept me." And she was like, "Okay, so what will you be doing?" I was like, "Oh, it's really simple. I'm just gonna sell knives." Uh, to like my family and friends, <laughs> mom was like, 
you take your ass back up there and tell me, you know. I'm like, I don't have a job. I need this. He's like, I'm not buying no fucking knowledge from you, and nobody else is buying knowledge from you. We're, you don't need it. Go back upstairs and tell them. Man, I was so embarrassed. I was like, uh, my mama said I can't take the job. So, <laughs> they was like, would you like us to speak to her? I was like, no, nah, y'all don't want to do that. It's okay. Would you like us to speak to her? Born and raised in Detroit are different. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was born and raised in Detroit. And she's different. Cut right to the point. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Direct, blunt, cut to the chase. <laughs> I was hurt though. I, I just knew I was gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna get paid because they make everything sound so good and easy. And now thinking back on that it, who the so hell funny. was I gonna sell knives to? Like, what <laughs> 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 was I gonna do with that? Man, oh, that's great. Well, I don't know. I hope they figure this out. I hope people get their money. I know Robinhood apparently they're getting sued by uh, the users of their app. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. right. I mean, one question I meant I to is like, how anybody heard from Game Time? Or GameStop. Game time. Game time. So, from what, what I've read, the company itself just has no real impact on them. Like, the business is still failing. All that's really happened is executives who had stock holders. I mean, so bad. executives who had stocks are going to be able to sell those stocks for a lot higher than they yeah. have. So, they're oh, still going to get a little bit richer. But at the end of the day, that, is dying. GameStop is over, dog. It's going away already. Yeah. You know the, so sad, bro. You know the work making is money off y'all, and y'all still can't make, y'all still can't sell anything. Yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically a bubble, a, bu- a bubble waiting to pop. And when it does, it's right back to business as usual. It's not gonna be worth pennies. How many idiots do you think are going to GameStop right now? Talking to the workers, like, hey, I own you. I bought your stock. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a free game. And you, you know, know what's what? happening. But you know, anyways, say. game. It doesn't make sense how GameStop was is broke though, because try to sell anything to them. Thank you. Thank you. You don't get anything back. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a brand new PS5. All right, we'll take ten bucks and. uh I'll probably give you a game. That's that's all I can do for and that. Be what? When you store credit. <laughs> Looking at you in your face. I took a game back to GameStop. I'll never forget this. Now, yeah, it was an old game. <laughs> it wasn't popular. But don't disrespect me like this. <laughs> Rod knows about this. I took I a game back, and they said, okay, we'll give you 25 cents. <laughs> wow, that's disrespectful. I ain't never been so bad at a person. I looked at that person. I said, "Give me my game back. Give me my game back." What game was it? What game was okay, it? It was like a sing star game. <laughs> it's like a, a what game? Wow. Well, I was there okay, and it was for like an old system, but that's not the point. The point is, don't disrespect me. At least offer me a dollar. <laughs> like, don't ever tell me that 
Right. Just, just, just tell me you can't take it. Just tell me we know we can't take this. <laughs> uh, yeah, just turn me on. Last year that got posted of a guy who wasn't maybe it was two years ago, but there was a guy who got like a shitty deal trying to take a game back um at GameStop and he completely destroyed the oh, store. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen I that little that, video that, around. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize it was that bad. I ain't saying he was right, but I understand. The understand. Because right. they look at you with a straight face and say it too. Yeah. I hate it because they'll scan everything. <laughs> they'll scan every damn thing. <laughs> and you just like, man, yeah. all, all that beef, that's money in my That's money in my bank. You already planning how you're going to spend this. <laughs> I bought you 30 games, a whole system, two controllers. All right. Uh, looks like I can get you twelve bucks out of this. <laughs> Maybe store credit. Which one do you want? <laughs> then you look at them and laugh like, oh, "Yeah, all right. How much are you gonna give me for real?" <laughs> no, twelve. <laughs> uh, uh, God bless them. I, God bless them indeed. <sighs> Anyways, I was trying to find if we had any who's man's this week. And, you know, I just didn't care. You know, it's one of those weeks where you just, everyone's a who's man's. Everyone everyone that talks to you is a who's man's. Like, why even, why even asking that question? Or why are you talking to me? It's a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) It reminds me of that girl that I love. The one that eats the chips and, and just like just does her little chuckle. The one that's uh, like it's a pandemic. Is it Susan? <laughs> yes. I think yes, a chess Susan. champion actually. I think she's like a thirteen-time so chess champion. Oh. Um, but yeah, like I, I like last week a lot of shit happened. Oh. It's hot culture. A lot, a lot happened today. Oh, I'm damn. just tired. Hey. <laughs> I'm tired. Don't you sometimes just want to say like, "Hey, we, hey, everybody, just take a day off, like, right? Yes, nobody die, nobody, you know, commit domestic terrorism. <laughs> no, you know, just stay home, stay inside. Let's let's just all give it a day, because I feel like people be trying to outdo each other. Just going out of their way. Out of their way. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you just stuck in the house and you can't flex and you can't show out like you want to. Do you think that's what I'm getting most? Oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say, do you think that's it? Or were people just doing all this stuff before, but we were outside, so we didn't pay as much attention to it? Yeah, I guess that's right. Like, damn, y'all been this dumb all this time, and it took a pandemic for us to (laughs) kind of figure it out. (laughs) Like, dang, I thought you were special, but wow. Wow. You win. I think what's really bothering me that I think that I'm getting the most drained and over with is, like, the constant, like, celebrity press release apologies and videos and whatnot. Like, all, okay, so celebrities are obviously, like, out of touch and everything, and they make dumb decisions, they do dumb things, and they always apologize and blah, blah, blah. Well, what's really, like, really annoys me is that we are 
we are criticizing these celebrities for the same things over and over and over again. And when something happens and they do something, that same thing for the eighth time, they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like for like Danny, this random Danny Lee last week. Do you guys know who Danny? Do you guys know who Danny Lee is? I didn't until I saw that trending. Also, same. She's a rapper. So, apparently, um, (laughs) supposedly, (laughs) you know, you know, I looked her up today on Wikipedia just to see, and then I got to the first paragraph. I was like, no, fuck her. I'm not reading this. (laughs) (laughs) Damn right, right, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know. Um, so something, it was last Thursday, I think, or yeah, maybe it was earlier this week, but, um, so Danny Lee is a choreographer slash dancer slash singer, and she's dating the baby. So when I saw that she was trending, um, and something was going on, I said, who? And then (laughs) it wasn't until I looked her up and I was like, oh, oh shit, we do. Because let me tell you something. (laughs) <laughs> there we have been saying for years that dark-skinned black people especially dark-skinned black women like need to be celebrated when when light-skinned black people or just light-skinned people in general and other cultures because they have colorist issues mm-hmm. like when they say or do things that is is oppressive and that is offensive to those dark-skinned people, we keep telling them the history of it, and they always act like, oh, I didn't know, or it's not that deep, and blah, blah, blah. And Danny Lee was one of those people. So she released this song called Yellow Bone. And if you don't know what Yellow Bone means, it's like a, it's a, it's a Black term used mostly in the South to criticize, or not, sorry, to uh, describe a light-skinned Black woman. And first of all, the song is terrible. Well. I could. I listened to the first five seconds and I said, "Wow, she's she <laughs> she she y'all. She was doubling down on not only a song like that, but a horrible song." And that's when I realized, okay, she's a lost cause. She's never going to understand because she doesn't even know that her own song is terrible. So not only that, the second thing is like it's called Yellow Bone. You're not even black. She's Dominican. Never once have I heard her claim her blackness. Mm. And if we want to be golden further than that, the Dominican Republic has a history of being anti-black and racist towards Haitians. Going back to the president, I think his last name was Trujillo. He literally killed, got thousands, got thousands of Haitians killed that were born in the Dominican. And we've seen in recent years, the Dominicans exiled uh, Dominican-born Haitians back to Haiti. So it's it's almost like, and homegirl doesn't even know what she is. She said, I'm black, I'm white, I'm Latina. Honey, Latina isn't a race. It's it's literally an ethnicity. (laughs) Like, you are so stupid. I... That's why I really just couldn't give her much energy because it's like, she, y'all, she tried to apologize. And after days of people rightfully telling her why and how she's wrong, she still didn't get it. She still said, I'm fucking a chocolate man, girl. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you that dense? 
Oh that is, it, it almost feels like we're being punked. And I'm just curious, as Black men, well, first, when you found out about what happened, how did you react? And not to get too deep, but I'm just curious, what are some things you do or have you done to sort of combat this, like, anti-Blackness colorist, colorism that we go through, like, so rampantly in our community? When I first uh, saw it, I was just, I was kind of like almost to the point where it was like another story of a non-black woman trying to be black after she started dating a black man. And it was almost like to the point where it's just, I was like, are we giving this attention that it doesn't need to be given? As in like, not the fact that she needs to be educated again and again, but at this, like, kind of like how you said, Tori, like, I started reading about her and I was like, fuck this girl, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a point to where we see these things and just not pay attention and not give it, you know, views or likes or to even, because at the end of the day, it's dense shit because it's a lost cause with someone like that who. So I, I guess my question is first was, is it hard for us to not pay attention to something that like that, even if it's a another story of another dense person who doesn't understand anything when it comes to the <clears throat> a topic such as this? And we can like dive into that a little after I give what I do. So for me, <clears throat> even if I am in a inter, uh, racial relationship, it's like. <clears throat> My sister took the is darker than me, a lot darker than me. She took my dad's side complexion, and <clears throat> I already could tell from a young age because she was the only black girl in from like kindergarten all the way to maybe middle school, high school, sophomore year. And at a young age, you can tell already she was self conscious about her skin, <clears throat> and that just killed me. Cause I had noticed it and I was also like a young guy. I was in middle school, you know, <clears throat> and the biggest thing for me is even if I might not be uh, an emotional affectionate person where I would like say things in person, but if I would like talk to her or if it's through text or letting her know that she's beautiful, even now, anytime I get the chance to like put her up, if she posts something, if she, I'll share it, if she, mm-hmm. You know, post a selfie and make sure I'll put like, you know, emojis because I know my sister is beautiful. And the only way I can combat this is to make sure that people who are, who are close to me, the, the black women in my circle, understand that I see their beauty for what it is, for who they are. <clears throat> and uplifting them also, to me, I think opens their eyes to only look for those positive words and positive affirmation. Because at least they're hearing it and seeing it and knowing that there are people who look at them and think they're beautiful. There are men in this world that care for them <clears throat> um, and love them for who they are and what they look like. So for me, it's always comes back to my family and the people around me because that's how I can impact change and make sure that people know, the people in my heart know that they are beautiful no matter what. And especially if you're a dark woman, you are beautiful. I come from a country and continent where Black People make jokes and say that, oh, that person's so black, she's blue or purple. Or, but <clears throat> you see the models where they come from. Mm-hmm. You see what, you know, a lot of people say there's a, there, you know, we have this standard of white 
beauty, but the continents around these white people have the most beautiful people. And so <clears throat> it's just for me, just that affirmation from black men to black women that they are beautiful is all that matters. You know, if like, <clears throat> if we as black men can continue to do that, it doesn't matter. You can still do that if you're not in a relationship with a, a black woman, you know, you can understand, you can still show love to the people around you. Cause don't forget you came from a black woman. Mm-hmm. It always comes back down to that. So I never understand when black men talk down to black women, it's just like, and then turn around and say, you love their mom. I'm like, do you though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you really love your mom? If you're treating other black women like this mm-hmm. who look like your mom. So, okay. I mean, that's for me, the best way I can uh, make sure that we're not sticking in this stigma. Um, I have a, actually my sister-in-law, <clears throat> she might be, uh, she's mixed, but at the same time, she's also ha- she has those issues of um, feeling like she's accepted in a predominantly white school, but she still looked at as, as a black girl, mm-hmm. you know, in those situations. And so me coming in as a black male, figure that she really doesn't see much is also setting an example for her to understand that she is black and she has can accept her her blackness and if she feels that she has questions about herself as a black woman she can feel comfortable to express herself in, in an environment where she's the, still the minority even at home you know can so you, can you tell that she is like she kind of does feel some like closeness to you are you guys close at all or definitely yeah nice. That's awesome. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, so, like, knowing that would be like, even now I have two different sides. You know, I have my sister, who is full black and a dark skinned woman, a woman, and then I have a sister in law who's mixed and trying to figure out, you know, her her role in life and what you know she looks like something, but people don't expect her to, or people expect her to act like this because she's in this group of people. So it'll be like stupid of me to act any different than support the black women in my circle because I have all eyes on me at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's, that's, I think that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, I guess I echo um, Conrad and your first statement, which is like, how much energy do we put in these people? who do these dumb things. Like, I honestly had never heard of this girl. I still have not heard the song. Um, and you don't need to. I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I on topic, but also off topic, like, I wish ever since, like, um, that uh, Cheeto left the White House, I wish we would just, like, allow people to be dumb and not pay attention to it. Like, give them no press, mm-hmm. give them no shine. Just, oh, you said something dumb? Yeah, on, that, that makes sense. Okay, moving on. And not let it be a whole new cycle or a whole day or topic dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And then to your second question, I mean, I, I think first that I, I listen and I try to, like, educate myself on, I know when I was little, growing up, we would say things that were definitely uh, uh, colorist. Is that the right way to say it? Right? 
Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I, we would play little games or like if I have cousins who are much fair skinned, I have cousins who are much darker. Um, and yeah, you would you would treat some one way and you would say things to another. And you so, you can tell all that stuff now, but when we were little, it was just the norm. So now knowing that, like if I'm going back home and I see my cousins playing and I hear them say certain things, you know, right then and there I say something, right? And I let them know why that's not okay. And I let the person who they're saying it to, I let them know why you shouldn't let people say that to you. So that's one thing I try to do. Another thing I try to do is listen to um, people, like listen to my friends, listen to people that I respect, and let them kind of educate me on, hey, this is why this is not okay, or this is why this may be perceived this way. And just having people that you feel comfortable enough to go to and ask a question. Like, I think we've had a lot of conversations on this podcast about, uh, we've talked about interracial dating, we've talked about, you know, having a preference or a type and why that may not, you know, be the right thing to promote or, or say like, Oh, I only Mm -hmm. like quote unquote exotic girls or this type of person. Um, Mm -hmm. And like being open to hearing why, okay. Yeah. You may be attracted to this person, but here, here's why this could, you know, be perceived by someone else as hurtful. Um, And like being open to hearing that information and I feel like I should have a third point, but okay. I don't. So, plot Can I uh, intrude real quick before Ron goes? Um, I think the part where you said having, being able to allow someone to check you if you're wrong is probably, I think, one of the biggest aspects or failures uh, most black men have when, like, a black woman is trying to correct him or educate him in a situation. I mean, not even be, like, coming at them as a, hey, you're an idiot, but, like, in a situation, if, <clears throat> Brian, you're saying, like, let's say you're come back from a, to a family event and your cousins are going in on the light-skinned, dark-skinned jokes and blah, 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 and let's say one of your younger cousins, or, yeah, younger cousins that's a, a girl would try to step them and say something, more than likely they're going to push her back or push her down, like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I think being open to listening and being checked... <laughs> Yeah. is a crucial way to also step forward and being understanding like, all right, I messed up and this though. is why, but people don't want to listen and that's, yeah, that's a driving factor. I mean, going so, back to our earlier conversation around like why college was so impactful, like I met people mm-hmm. like Tori and you've, we've had Cammy on the podcast before, uh, which was one of our, you know, big um, episodes because Cammy will educate you, okay? If Cammy ain't going to do nothing, no. <laughs> she going to tell you something that you didn't know before you got on the call. So, like, just having those people in your life and then most importantly is being open to the information. Don't go into it trying to, you know, just fight for a certain point or say, like, or defend yourself. Like, just being open to saying, okay, I didn't know this or help me understand exactly uh, and it's hard sometimes this, because you grow up especially where you grow up and how you grow up you would think that you are have seen everything right until you get around someone else who maybe lived a different it lived differently or or 
you know, was able to kind of educate themselves in, in other areas. And that's, before Ron goes, that's what really is disappointing. She could have taken this as a learning opportunity, but she completely bombed it. She really didn't have to even apologize, like, apologize, really. She could have just not doubled down on how she felt and just said, okay, I hear you. Yeah. And she didn't do that. Cause, okay, really quick, though, because to that point, I'm sorry, <laughs> No, to be honest with you, there's nothing to be said on it, so go ahead and keep going. That is so important, like, especially for these these popular people. I, I can't say they're famous, or I can't say they're entertainers, even, because if you got a few thousand people on Instagram, you, you know, you're popular. So, once you have this platform, you have, I, I feel like it, it, you should be with it. And if you run into these situations now where people are telling you that you did something wrong, why immediately go and say, well, fuck what y'all saying. Here's what I meant. And if that's not how you received it, that's your fault. Like, how does that even make sense? Like, even if you turned it around to yourself and so you went to somebody and say, hey, you, you did this to me, that really hurt me. And if they responded to you and said, well, you that wasn't what I meant, and that's your fault if you took it that way. So, you know, you need to get yourself better. Like, does that make you feel right or better? And I understand we're talking to, I, I'm sure this girl is probably 20, I'm going to just call it 24, maybe off by a year or two. But <laughs> usually they all are. Like, but you would just think that deep down, if I woke up and I'm a trending topic, first of all, Please don't let me ever wake up and be a trending topic. Second of all, <laughs> um, if I am, I'm I'm in the group <laughs> chat right away. Yeah, what the fuck did yeah. I do? And what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I didn't mean to I'm do so it. I'm so glad you said don't that. Don't y'all turn on me, Tori. Tell me what to do. Yes, save me. Like if Help that were me. me, I would immediately text Ron because y'all know Ron is reasonable. Ron, I'd be like, okay, Ron. I don't want to hear it, but what did I do wrong here? <laughs> I mean, I want to hear it, but I need to hear it. Like, and you're right, Brian. I think, honestly, to, to if we are speaking specifically to light skin privilege, this may hurt people's feelings, but a lot of light skin Black people operate like white people. Mm. And they don't understand that they kind of operate the same way that white privilege does. White people don't care about it. Like, Daniela doesn't care at the end of the day. She doesn't care. She's dating the baby. She's still going to be making music and making lots of money because she's going to thrive as a light-skinned woman who does, like, aesthetically have, you know, as they call it, nice curly hair, a nice face, a nice body. She's not going to struggle. She's going to be fine. She's just, her ego is just bruised. She, she, she will never care. And I think that's what people so, have to understand, like, to, to y'all's point that we just have to stop giving people this energy because they're just never going to care. So question this, and this is just an overall, like, question. Would it change or would people act differently if celebrities or people in general, when called out, instead of apologizing, just saying, like, yeah, I did it. 
like, you know, I guess you still apologize, but without having to go into why you did it, would it still be as expe- uh, accepted? Or would it be like, oh, they're, they didn't even care. They just said they're sorry and know what they did. Like, you know, turning around again. Because I'm just thinking, like, if she, I would assume that would be the better way. Like, yeah, I, I know what I did. I'm sorry. And then they move on would be better than giving your little fake apology and then coming back onto the social media and say, actually, you know what? F y'all, I'm fucking this person and blah, blah, blah. Would it change? I feel like people would still not be satisfied. I just feel like at this point, celebrities are better off just promoting their music and just being quiet. Just be quiet. (laughs) That is true. like has this pandemic exposed celebrities yeah, that bad? Yeah, yeah. I, they've always been exposed and they've always shown us who we are, but people are just paying better attention. That is true. Because you saw how Ellen got ripped to shreds last summer when she said that in her fucking mansion that she felt like she was in jail with her little swimming pool in the back. <laughs> Girl, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here one. in my in my 760 square foot apartment. I'm so, like the walls are closing in on me. But oh, you feel like you're in jail. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to strangle my fiance. I did not have <laughs> like becoming like hated on my bingo card for for COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> but don't nobody fuck with Ellen no more. Like. No one. <laughs> I've heard they're having a really hard time getting guests on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Ellen would make it out of right. everybody. You know what? She's been in this talk show business for what twenty years now. She got oh, yeah, money. She, she can retire. That, I know. <laughs> now I think one thing. She'll be fine. That's what COVID has taught me is like, don't feel bad for these celebrities. Like they are going to be just mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. some of them do a good job of kind of making you feel like, oh, you know me. We're, you know, I want you to feel like you're my family. And then you start feeling like, oh, I empathize with this person. But then at the end of the day, it's yeah. like at a compound <laughs> or the state. Yeah. Doing just <laughs> the <good>. state. <laughs> and your ass is on it's your phone state. looking at them. <laughs> In your little one bedroom apartment. Talking about oh, exactly. I hope they all right. <laughs> hope they made it to the grocery store in time or whatever. I wish I would empathize with the celebrities <laughs> nowadays. You don't empathize with any not right, celebrity? Not right now, no. Unless no. unless they dealt with a tragedy of some kind, but honestly, no, I don't. When there's people out there waiting for their little six hundred dollars city check yeah. that will likely only cover their utilities, nah. So Beyonce was like, oh, "I'm so bored. I don't know what to do in my life." <laughs> would you be like, "Girl, shut up"? Honestly, yes, <laughs> but I would. I then, but then, but the thing, the difference is, is that I would get over it and just stand her all over again. So. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks for that music, though. <laughs> I'm gonna still buy from your ice cart. <laughs> uh, 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 let me wait for my stimmy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I'm still waiting on my stimmy. Have y'all gotten a stimmy yet? 
Yeah, I got mine. I did. When the next oh, round comes. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's thanks, hun. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, I don't control that. Put my taxes in on time. That's all I know. You know. That's great. Oh. Hey, I got some crazy would you I guess they wouldn't would you rather questions, but I got questions for y'all. All right, what you got? Right. No, it ain't that wild. You're probably gonna be like, oh that nigga was high. Um all right. Twenty dollars a nugget. All right. A chicken nugget. I am such twenty dollars a chicken nugget. I thought you were talking about Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. I was like, even I, I know this. Keep my goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I give you $20 a chicken nugget, how many chicken nuggets can you eat in an hour? Oh, 30. That's it. 31. <laughs> oh, you just 30, wanted, 31? You wanted to beat me. <laughs> Both of you can't put down no, a I'll definitely piece. say, if you're giving me 20 per chicken nugget, I'm going to do at least 60. Yeah, a twenty piece in like fifteen minutes, so I could probably do thirty or thirty to forty. I'll probably just eat one nugget a minute, you know, space it out so I don't get sick. I'm gonna go ahead and get sick because you didn't say you're gonna take it back, right? <laughs> you didn't say they have to stay down. <laughs> you can't throw up. Uh, no, you, you can't, can't throw up. Bro. Bro. <laughs> they wait yeah, through me too, you and you can't, can't throw up. No, you ain't say that. <laughs> 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 I feel like I could do a solid 50. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, wait a minute. Bucket uh-huh. list to do. Especially if I know this challenge is coming up. I, I think I might be able to go ahead and drop 80 on you. <laughs> Actually, I just realized something. It's been, I, the last time I ate twenty a 20 piece chicken nuggets, I was like 21. Uh-oh. And these are McDonald's. I was going to say, I don't know the last time I had McDonald's. I would like to go down to 15. Sorry, <laughs> like I would like to pay you now. Like, you know what? It's I'd just like not, to reclaim. Come on, give me five dollars. We just not do this. <laughs> right? It's just it's not worth it to feel like shit gets Sorry, I'll pay you twenty dollars to eat this many chicken nuggets. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the game. Like you gotta say, yeah. How many? No, I won't. <laughs> not playing. <laughs> the answer is no. All right, then. How many times? Okay. What if I switched it up and said twenty dollars a jelly bean? Ooh, how many jelly beans can you fit in your mouth Ooh, without choke before you choke? I love, I love a jelly bean. The very cherry <laughs> jelly bellies are so good. I love. I love the responses from both of you. <laughs> Ron doesn't like nice things. That's a little weird. <laughs> oh, I love jelly bean. I love the cherry. You got to get an angle here. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, uh, That's great. I could probably fit like oh, what? 30. You can chipmunk it. 30? 30, I think. 
because they're they, they're kind of small. The ones that I the ones that I eat are pretty small. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know yeah. what a regular size jelly bean is. Are but they regulation size or are they jumbo? The the jelly bean. <laughs> yeah. Regulation. No one ever talks about jelly beans. It is su- such an underrated snack slash candy. You're a fun time Y'all got to get the perfect flavor. Yeah, you're a fun time snack. The best flavor is the Jelly Belly brand, Berry Cherry. You got to get the Berry Cherry. That's the best kind. <laughs> you got a secret deal on the side? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Berry <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> Not an ad. Read the fine print when y'all read that. You see cherry name on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all, it's so good. You gotta try it. You can find it anywhere. Promo code (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Well, that was it. Who's on the chicken nugget? Oh, sorry. One more. $100. Hey, gives you 100 bucks. A pigeon. What? How many pigeons would you hold for eight hours? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what the fuck you roll. Wait, hold? Like, hold. <laughs> it's like, like you, just... it's everything been in our mouth. I'm like, the pigeon's not coming here now. <laughs> now, I want some money, but damn. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, hold them. Pleasant birds, no. I think so too, but people were like, "Nope." You nope. said a hundred dollars an hour. I think the most. No hundred dollars <laughs> a pigeon. <laughs> I think the most I can do is two. I think I think the most I can do is two. How do you even hold a pigeon? That's I feel like I, I got better shit to That's do. That's two hundred dollars. So I'm going with zero. <laughs> oh, so you too good? <laughs> but if it was a if it was a turtle, oh, you know, a turtle, how many can I hold? <laughs> <laughs> Turtle is gonna sit there and chill. We would be rich if it were. You do turtle have thing. a point. Lay them on me. Wait, can you hold turtles? I wouldn't hold a wild turtle because they could have a disease. Yeah. But a turtle that's in somebody's house that should be clean. Yeah, you're good. Ooh, you're hey, such yo, a ready with those like, I do this. <laughs> was so ready. Right. If Ronnie researched nothing else, he researched that. <laughs> <laughs> I know he secretly wants to go to the Galapagos Islands after all the sea turtles are. Oh, look, if you catch me out there in these streets, how come you don't have a pet? Place is a little too small for it, but once you get into a house, best believe. How much space does a turtle need? The turtle itself doesn't need a lot of space. So I like want to be some odor associated with, so I don't want like a small cramped space. I want to be enough room for it to be able to breathe and not be like smelling up the place. Okay, yeah. and I'm being forced Valley. to take care of it. I remember when Evan had his turtle. That it it, it passed the punch. Oh my! That was God. also the yeah. And the thing is, he did not even ask. For it. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even want it. He didn't even ask for it. But that boy did. So how do you take care of something you don't even want? So did the turtle survive? We just showed up one day. There wasn't no take no more. That turtle just disappeared. We looked up a year later. Like, wait, what happened to your turtle? I remember one time I watched him clean it and he just looks so mad while cleaning it. Like he just looks <laughs> He 
look. <laughs> hey, but back then, what did Evan like? <laughs> what did Evan do with a smile yeah. on his face? Good job. Watch Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> we love Evan. you, Evan. Help me. We love you, Evan. <laughs> I, I will say, though, Evan is the reason why I enjoy the um, Why Did I Get Married movies. He's the reason why. Those were good. Those were pretty good. I think I went to see it with Evan at the movie theater. Oh, I bet that, I bet that was fun in the theater. Well, me. I know yeah. why I went. Is he like a big, big fan of Tyler Perry? I think well, he's Evan goes through phases. I remember Evan. Hey, Evan, by the way. Hope he, I don't know if you'll listen. But... <laughs> hey, Evan. <laughs> We're going to keep my name on off text. Right. Yep. <laughs> Not a you are. With no we all are, actually. But Evan went through a phase where he was watching. You know how, like, Netflix has this whole bunch of movies that you just, like, where did y'all even find this stuff? Like the worst black yeah. movies with people that you haven't seen since the nineties, and they all like an hour and ten minutes, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you already know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. once you push play. But I never forget. Yeah. Evan was like, "I just been watching trash black movies for the past two weeks, and I love them." And I, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing with your time?" And then I turned around and I was like, Evan, I've been watching the same trash black movies for the next two weeks. <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> like, I see you. I see you now. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking, yes. It, I mean, he's right. Speaking of black trash movies, every single black person needs to watch Acrimony. Uh, I'm just going to say it. You got to watch Acrimony. It's the worst, like, like, best movie ever. It is hilarious from beginning to After end. After watching that movie, Tyler Perry deserves it. It is not it supposed to be. <laughs> the fact that he put that in a theater and didn't get arrested. Right, right yes, because you kept saying, this is actually in theaters. The this fact that like, they promoted that movie. Is it on Netflix? I don't, Man, I don't know. know. I don't know where you can find it these days. For a minute, it's, you can find it everywhere. My... <laughs> I don't know where you can Either find Netflix it. Either Netflix or days. Amazon Prime. <clears throat> Probably Amazon okay, Prime. Like it might be Amazon space. Prime. Yeah. So I'm going to admit this. But so for Thanksgiving, I ordered BT Plus. And mm-hmm. I just watched every single Medea play. Like, a, I know, it's good. Back to back. To back, and when I tell you, oh, it's the same play <laughs> with a few different faces, like down to the the Medea monologue, which is not a monologue. It's just Tyler Perry talking to the audience about, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you kids need to listen to your mama, and you women need to honor your man, and you men need to be respectful mm-hmm. to your women. It's like. Oh, we need to play. talk about him in a different mm. episode because he. <laughs> Tyler Perry been basically doing copy and paste his whole career, and he he almost a billionaire. So I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out like how can I just write one thing and then just copy and paste it for the rest of my life and be good? Because every show, every movie, every play is the same thing. You got to know how to pan to your yeah. audience. You give these people what they want. I had to find the audience. Yeah. But you have to admit, like, I've only seen clips of his plays. 
and every clip I've seen, I've hollered. Like, I've just laughed. Oh, Tori, I was up to, like, 3 in the morning laughed. watching them. The same damn play, and I'm oh, laughing. Like, dang, you weren't playing. It's the same Medea joke, <laughs> but I'm like, tonight. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the thing. Like, you don't want to admit it, but some of the stuff is funny. True, true, true. Mm. Did we ever wrap up the Danny Lee thing? <laughs> oh, I'll wrap it up. She can she can honestly go to hell. And I hope she had the worst debut for her song. Ever. That part. Mm. So that part. Yeah. Bye. 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 Oh, and fuck and, and yeah. also also, the baby can go to hell too because I I'm so disappointed in him. Not Tori, say what you're about to say. <laughs> say the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it all out. I have to remind myself that I still, you know, I still enjoy my job, so I need to be mindful. But um, the baby has really disappointed me. Like I was really, I love, I listened to all three of his albums. Um, at first, like when they first came out and whatnot, loved him, would like rise with him, and then he just kept doing dumb shit, and then turned into bad shit, and now it's just even worse. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just done with him. And now I feel I'm on the people who feels like all his songs sound the same. I don't even enjoy him anymore. I didn't even know he had three albums. Hmm. Yeah, he he's put out. He's like Meg. He puts out a lot of content. You're right though. Every song sounds the same, so I just thought he had it. I was like, "Damn, when he gonna release the new song?" <laughs> right. Like, Damn. This is the Damn, most popular same one song I've ever heard. Years. Damn, he played it today. Going <laughs> on three years. Damn. He said, "Man." Oh. Well. Anything else happening in the pop culture world? That we need to touch on. I like there were some things we texted about. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about everything that we put in text? I mean, there was Ooh. one other thing. I'm not going to go too into it because it does involve minors. But um, do you guys know Jules Smith, um, Solange's son? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, I found out who he was. <laughs> and, yeah. So last week, it came out that he was dating Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson is a former Disney Channel star. Um, super cute and everything. Um, but she was, they were they were dating uh, for about a year, I believe. Um, he was 15, she was 17, which I'll admit, I do look at her sideways too because I feel like she was a little too old for him. But uh, it came out that, you know, she allegedly cheated on him and some conversations that he had with a friend in a Snapchat like group message said some really heinous, horrible things about like how he found out and how he basically wanted to like ruin her life. And he, I'm not going to repeat what he said exactly because it is like really graphic. But um, other messages leaked that were where he made colorist con- uh, comments, calling her a dark ass, a dark ass b <laughs> word, um, and. It Jules is turning into a little fuck boy. I'll tell you that. Um, Wait, Tori, did I these, trust these leak from his phone or like from his social media? From his phone. phone. Okay. 
damn. I just... Yeah. So I don't I don't know who leaked them or anything, and this is all like alleged things. But in one of the messages, he, which I'm not, I shouldn't laugh, but it really is disrespectful to his mom. But he said, "My fucking aunt is Beyonce." And in my head, I'm thinking, well, Solange, your mom is Solange. Solange right, like Solange is your, like, do you not know your, you're not my Sol- Solange. Solange is also a legend. Hey, for a minute, in her bro, own like, right. If you the mom and you read this, like, then you go to his room and be like, so what the fuck do you mean by yeah. this? Like, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, the memes, the memes of people assuming what Solange's reaction, what, what Solange's reaction would be, they were hilarious. <laughs> It was hilarious. Was one of her, her swing in the was mic. One of her, like the elevator with yep. Jay. And there was one of her, like performing and swinging a mic. You know, like like as if she's like getting her Dang. boat ready. And yeah, um, she. I hope she has a long talk with him about how to respect women and about how not to, you know, speak that way towards dark skinned women. Um, there was a lot, there was a, last week, there was a kind of a big fail in the black community. So, and it's kind of feeding into this week too, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, mm. like, I, I mean, I do think about, like, the dynamic with, like, very famous families, like, obviously the Jacksons, but even, like, the Knowles and the Wayans. And like all these big families where it's like maybe not the Williams because they're com- comedy but where you have like these stars that are massive and yet you're a teenager and you're growing up mm-hmm. in this like what do those conversations look like because it won't be the same for like him versus it is for Blue because like Blue is like you know you already kind of look at her like oh her daddy put her She's in the videos, and in a way, she's already this famous figure. But for Jules, it's and only, she's also like I've yeah. never seen him. I thought the boy was still, you know, a a, a little middle schooler or whatever. <laughs> I didn't even know he was old enough to like date people. So that blew my mind. If uh, if you read if if you guys read up on it, and anyone else listening, you'll see more of what I'm not really, like, actually saying, like, publicly here, but you'll see more, like, he's not an innocent kid at all. And then what do you think the security breach was? Because how the hell, like, who are you texting, or I'm assuming he texted someone and the messages were leaked by them. Well, remember, he thinks he's hot shit because his aunt is Beyonce. Oh, well. You know, teenagers teenagers are dumb. Yeah, well, yeah. They're always going to make dumb decisions. Dang. Imagine that phone call. Tell what we're we? Were we oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, yeah, yeah. Pure we social media, thank we God. Were, we, were dumb. we were dumb as fuck. Damn, we just, we just, damn. we just didn't have Facebook. Absolutely, you idiot. You're dumb for no reason. <laughs> you stupid. Yes, Conrad, you were stupid. In, in just Stop different it. ways, you know. Because we I'm just, I guess, yeah, I'm just thinking like, man, this generation is different. But then I keep thinking like, I'm that person now saying that that generation is different. Well, but I don't know if you guys know the actress Reagan Gomez. Um, Oh, she, yeah, she's black. Right? She used to be on a show called yeah. Parenthood. Yeah, she made a really good comment today, and 
this might be a good way to, for us to segue into Cicely Tyson, but we got like really horrible news, like another blow to <laughs> to the black community that Cicely Tyson, the seventy year active careered like actress who is, has received all these flowers mm-hmm. and accolades, she died today. We don't know the cause of death yet, but the fact that she was able to put out a book about her life before she died and she went out the way that she wanted to like in and reagan gomez she kind of <clears throat> she was reposting like one of her an, an, the scene from a mini series she did in the 70s and talking about just how like the silent generation before our boomer parents um they felt a way about the 60s movement, like the Black Power movement, the civil, or not the civil rights movement, but the Black Power movement, the Vietnam War movement, the same way that our boomer parents feel about our Black Lives Matter movement and how much more radical and liberal that we've become. So mm. um, it, it really does sort of speak to exactly like just how each generation is different and how differently we operate like we were because i think back to my parents like and how my parents would um criticize some posts i made on instagram about defunding the police and in my head i'm like you lived through the 60s and 70s like you lived through civil rights and we're so you had you knew the black panther party you supported it and you're you know feeling and i'm noticing this is turning into a different conversation but like you know, it, it really, I, I feel like the older I get, the more I realize the stark differences generation to generation and, and how different we are from us millennials who have boomer parents. Millennials with Gen X parents, I'm sure, have different experiences, but if you're a millennial and you have a boomer parent, parent I'm, I hope you are feeling okay. It's different. It is different. Yeah. And, like, from all aspects, like, not even just, like, uh, <clears throat> the activism, but, like, even mm. just talking about, like, mental health and, you know, gender identities and all that stuff is, it's tough. Well, yeah, tough mm. and almost sad a bit. Because you can tell, I, I've just, I mean, Twitter is just, there's so many videos out there of, like, how parents are reacting and with TikTok now, you know, people are able to kind of share different stuff that they haven't shared before. But, like, hearing parents say, like, you have resources that I never did. You're able to say stuff that I never could. You're able to speak to people, friends, family, that, that just wasn't what we were able to do. And while some parents will say that same thing and say, oh, we didn't have to do that, or we, you know, we kept this in the house. I appreciate those parents who are like, I wish I had what you guys have today. I wish I could, like, be as open and have dialogue and have to, you know, think differently than you. Like, that wasn't normal for us. I I, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for that generation, but I feel... You know, I, I I appreciate when when our parents or people from that generation are able to realize that hey, this is different. This is not what you grew up in. This is a different world. Yeah. 
and you have to appreciate it and you really have to try to understand why we're different and i think it's going to be the same for us obviously it's going to be the same oh my for God, us yes i'm it already is terrified Tori, what did you call the <laughs> new generation you called it something the other day so they're going to be called generation alpha so we're going to be oh, giving. Wait, I know. See, we already doing it. So like, this will be the this this will be the first generation that's fully integrated in a digital setting. Like they're going to be born knowing how to work with an iPad, which is absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I, as much as I'm so excited to have kids, like Ron even has to tell me to like chill out. I, <laughs> I. <laughs> hey. Hey, I know, and, I, and, I, and he's, and he's, on, and he's get, right. Exactly, he's right. I'm chilling out, but like it does terrify me because we, um, we, we were doing like premarital counseling, and our counselor was telling us that like yeah, like Gen Z, Gen Z is like okay with talking about death, like they're not afraid to die. And I looked at Ron like I don't know if I'm ready for this conversation yeah. <laughs> with this next. Because I'm kind of afraid to die. Like, I don't know. I still have those fears, which I don't, I mean, I like, I get it, like, why people say, I'm not afraid of it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't want to. I got so much more stuff to do. Same. You know, I had that, like, that was my, like, people used to ask me what was my biggest fear. Um, Even, like, at a young age, that was my answer, like, death. Until, like, I spoke with my dad, and even if it wasn't, like, a, like revolutional like conversation it was just like it's like why are you worried about something you can never plan you'll never know when it's coming that's exactly what oh my god that's what Cicely Tyson said it's like why why worry about it you don't know it's coming you don't know when who by what so how how why would you be scared about it someone posted a quote that she said where that's exactly what your dad said that I can't be afraid of something I can't control either that I don't know what what it's about I don't know what it looks like I don't know how it feels I can't be afraid of that that's so true yeah and I think once he said that to me I was like you know what you're you are right like I'll never be able I'm not like I'll I'm not afraid of what the next second is gonna happen to me why am I thinking about that like you know it's not if that was the case I'll be thinking about every second of every minute of my life what's about to happen yeah. I, I will say, like, I know during COVID, and this this might sound a little dark, but I really love this conversation that we're having. Um, but I was thinking, like, hey, unless things change drastically, right, I haven't been home to see my family. Well, it'll be a year in a few weeks. Oh, no, it's already been a year. So it, it's more than a year. Um and my grandmother's like 94, right? And I'm like, will I ever see my grandma again? Like in person and be able to like really hug her. Like, yeah, I could do a drive-by or something, but like when will I ever hug my grandmother again? And so it really got me thinking. And now like the Cicely Tyson news has it almost confirmed it for me. Like I really, really want to know about my grandmother. I want to know about her experience. And no, my grandma's not Cicely Tyson, so she's not going to release a book or anything like that that people, you know, are are wanting to read. But she's my grandma. And I feel like I want to know about her. I want to know about her experiences. 
I want to know what it was like for her going through all of these different historical events. And I don't know what the right way to get that information from. Like, obviously, I could just pick up the phone and call my grandma and ask. But I'm like, I kind of <laughs> want to, like, almost record it and just, like, have that, inf- if she's you open should. to it, have that information recorded with, like, intentional, specific questions and just allowing her the format to just let it out. And hopefully she'll feel if comfortable Cammie, enough to like do it honestly. If Cammy would hear, we're, we're here. If she would definitely say like record it. She's told us that before too. Like if you have the opportunity for like your grandparents or some, um, you know, older in your family, like record as much as you can. Do you guys' family have uh, family trees, like? written out or drawn out um yes actually i do only because um cammy um uh, did a family history search for my family and it was pretty cool okay do you have one <sighs> no that's like the uh, not that i know of, and i think like for us in our culture it's more of like a verbal um passing of information and like you know so I want to get that going because there's really no documentation of stuff back home yeah. so if, even if you were to do like ancestry and stuff like that it'll be hard to like link people because there's really unless someone else did it already but which is rare but you know, it's not like if you typed in your last name, you can find a family tree that may be connected to you in some sort of way, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, that's cool. That's also another thing, like, getting old. Like, your parents... I don't know, like... And I'm curious, once you guys say I do, I can't wait to ask you how your parents mm-hmm. act around you guys now. <laughs> because, like... It's like as if I soon one my dad I don't know what it was but as soon as I got married I wasn't basically I wasn't his son and his responsibility boy it was so funny it was just like well you're Carly's problem now so I don't you know it's let's like ex- let's expand on that so how compared to before you and Carly got married for both of you because she is. Mm-hmm. A daughter, they have like all girls, so I'm sure yeah. there's things too there. But how did your parents start treating you after you got married? Was there a big difference? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the first because I was gonna touch on like just being like how we're we're talking about getting older and things changing, and like I think for me the biggest thing as I got older is like the maturity level of connecting with my parents now, so they have actual things that we can discuss because they've been through these things now. So like, you know, bills and careers. And so conversations have changed to more of a, oh, we can sit and talk about this for hours mm-hmm. compared to, you know, what we where we were before, particularly with my dad. Like my mom and I had a relationship because she was like the sports mom and she got all into all that stuff. So we had a oh, connection, bad. but my dad and I didn't really have, something to like connect us like he's my dad and we'll talk about things but it wasn't like uh when i call him or talking for hours now that's the case but as soon as i got married it just i don't know that like 
it almost felt like also like a weight off of their shoulders now because now they like kind of our our son is gone now like he is responsible for himself and he's responsible for now the woman that he loves and like everything was like chiller now it's like (laughs) they are you you know it's more of a like oh everything is like did you speak with your wife about that oh yes did you you know stuff like it's like make sure you ask Carly this or hey I need like it's all like no it's no individualization with me anymore so everything I do or discuss with them or talk to them like well first talk that with Carly and see what you guys think and I'm like wow that's you know it took me a while to get used to that because I obviously I've never had to like discuss something like once you're like dating someone it's still you're still individualized in a way like you're still doing your own thing but like when you're married it's like now you made that commitment like everything i most of everything we do together or make a decision i have to go to we have to discuss it as a as a team as a couple as partners and like my parents are reciprocate that same thing now it's like they don't give me orders or tell me what to do anymore they're like first talk to your wife and figure out if that's what you guys are going to do and then get back to us now does a sense of now do carly's parents hmm. do the same thing yeah i mean for them i also i mean there's a different culture aspect to it but yeah i mean most of the time i feel like that for them that's i think generally that's how it is because just her sisters the way her sisters are their husbands too um but I think that was one of the biggest changes and just the fact that it was more of like, you're your own man now. So when we talk to you, we're kind of just talking to you to catch up on life and, you know, see where you're at. And mm-hmm. it's just more, it's, yeah, it's the best way I can put it is like chill and very, there's a connection now that I don't know how to necessarily describe, but I feel like once you get married, your parents, you and your parents become closer in a way. Because, like, they know what you're going through, what the next things of life are going to be for you guys. They might not know to a T, um, but they, at least they know, like, oh, their first year of marriage might be X, Y, and Z because this is what happened to us. Or we used to, at some point in, their, in your life getting married, they're going to know exactly what you're going through. It may not be the first year, it may not be, but they'll know. So it's like now they're, they're just, like, your friends who are, who are there to guide you. They're still your parents, but now it's more of like, all right, we want to see you guys grow into the best couple better than us. So now it's more of a mentor, like even a bigger mentorship because you have two sides of the fam, two sides, two, like four, yeah, four parents helping you guys grow. So I, um, I think I need to hear that because that is something that I am hoping for. I'm not seeing it yet. Just based on things that have happened, but, just, oh, to make you yeah. feel better, I didn't see that happening before. Okay. Before our wedding, I was like, oh, do y'all realize I'm getting married, right? right? Like, I'm doing Ooh. this. Like, <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm the one getting married. Like, I'm the one who's going to be making my decisions with my wife. And, like, these are, like, but, yeah, before, the, that's, like, it doesn't, I don't, I guess it makes sense. That no matter how big, how small the wedding is, like, you're always going to have a battle with your parents. Real. Like, pl- planning. Real. There's expectations that you both have. Uh, even like just some for us, like I'll say like culture difference, but even culture differences between you and Ron and his side of the family and your side of the family, like the dynamics are different. Like 
everything is different. So they, no matter what the situation is, no one, almost no one is going to be like fully happy. But like for me, my biggest advice is don't get lost in that because it's just 24 hours. That's true. You wow. still have a lifetime. So like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, 24 hours of your day for a wedding that, and you're going to get mad because the decoration wasn't the perfect or, you know, this guest didn't come. On that day, you don't even remember who was there half the time. You don't ever, you know, you're so like, you're so high on like euphoria and dope, like all these happy hormones. Like, that is so true. You're not thinking about, you're not thinking about the colors of your scheme, your color scheme, or who didn't wear this, or who came that you didn't want to come that's there. Like, it's almost like everything's blocked out because you're so happy. So it's like, why waste that time fighting or arguing? over the things that are going to come and pass while you have a whole journey you still have hey, to take, you know? Conrad, so, I have a question for you. This is something yeah. I've always wondered, like, after weddings. Because, to me, in my opinion, like, receptions are not for the couple. They are only for the guests. Because it seems like the cu- every wedding <laughs> I've gone to, especially, yeah. like, if it's family, you see how exhausted the couple is at the end of the night mm-hmm. and like all the guests are like okay well the dj can't stay for another hour like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> that's so true that's so true but you're I just right wonder like do you do you ever feel like oh or do you and carly ever talk about like oh i wish we could just go back and do it all over again oh that's oh, a fantastic goodness. question tell us Ev- we talk about our wedding Aww. a lot. Like, <laughs> it's like, I think that's, I'll put that right above, like, if you had, like, top moments in your life right now, up to now, it goes, before I would have put St. Patty's Day, Michigan State is one of the most happiest days of my life, just because of everything that was happening that day. But that surpassed it, like, crazy. Like, Every time I see a video or like I post like a picture or someone like like on our first year or our first year anniversary, like watch the video again and stuff and like watch the speeches and all that. And I'm just like, man, that day went by so fast, but I would do that all over again. That's That's good to hear. It was just so much fun. And it's just like, it's like also like like Carly and I are like, we're really blessed when we had our wedding and the time we had our wedding and like we're very fortunate that we missed covid in the aspect because mm-hmm. like we were talking about can you like we won't ha- we wouldn't be having something like that we, would, we wouldn't like what would our like how would we be feeling about our wedding now like yeah. you know knowing knowing what we had and knowing what our some of our friends are going through and like the cancellations and Vendors not were giving their mm-hmm. refund, and you know all these like stressful aspects. And I was like, if we were, if we were in a pandemic, we weren't. We were going to the court house, mm-hmm. like, because, and like I, I commend Ron and Tori for, <clears throat> and I have a lot of friends have had weddings or planning weddings, but I think to me, they found it didn't. It doesn't feel forced what you guys are doing, like. It's so you guys. It's so even if like you did want to have that celebration when you told me the there was basically just four of your four of you plus the photographer. I'm like that's as intimate and 
that's just as intimate as Ron and Tori can get. Like, I don't know what else you can do to make it the picture perfect moment for Ron and Tori, but I was like, it makes sense. This, they're happy. This is what they would want. And a celebration can happen whenever. They will. We can celebrate y'all. To, <laughs> they said, the pen, yeah, we can celebrate exactly. y'all soon. They say tomorrow, the coronavirus we, is gone. We can act like y'all just got married. We could day. do like a one year, we can do like a one year <laughs> anniversary party or something. Who knows? Yeah, like, I think that's the thing. It's like, we get so caught in like, and I'm, it's hard for me to speak on it because like, oh, who are you? You were able to have the wedding that you wanted and all that. And I was like, you're right. I don't have much room to speak about how you should feel. But I also, sh- I feel like I can say that it's not about all that at the end of it all. It's at the end of it all. It's a union between two people. Yeah. We're just there to enjoy that. And not to speak. Because after you leave, after you leave, no one's asking about how you guys are doing. No one's asking about are you making the uh, you know is money finances good. No one's checking on y'all Damn, after the wedding right. like that. That's Dang. true. Nobody. Dang. You know, other than your close, other than your close friends, other than your close friends, those hundred plus people that you invited. When was the last time they called? Okay, Conrad Dale. I know how they called. Shit. But, shit. <laughs> but, but no, like I'm just saying. No, that's real. But that's the I, real. That's the real. I will it. say, and that's to me and Ron's credit. When we were planning like a t- traditional wedding, we were only going to invite 75 people, and like we specifically picked, like, like for a specific reason why we picked those people. So everyone that we planned on inviting we knew would want to be there for good reason. And I think that's what's most important. You know what? Like invite people who you know just don't want to be there for a free meal. And we knew like and you know what's and crazy, we knew that. Yeah. You know what's crazy about it? I bet everyone who's having a wedding wants that, yes. but it's the battle between the parents. Okay. I was going to say like as soon as you said 75 people I'm, like, I hear a lot of people say that like when they're getting married and it becomes well, I don't know how it became 389 people. Ron and Tori, if y'all say 75, that 75th person is a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say, I don't don't know if you would disagree with me, but when we first got engaged, I'm pretty sure both of our families were like, okay with us keeping it small. I know my family was, and I'm pretty sure your family was too. Because everyone was like, honestly. So my family is, you know, like Detroit bred. Like they are just blunt, direct. They tell you how it is. It's tough love. You kind of have to have tough skin. Unfortunately, I'm sensitive. So that didn't really work for me growing up. But. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying get that from your dad's side? I do. as a gentle giant he really is though um but just just with that though like they even said like honestly 75 is too much and i said okay now come on we have a lot of friends so <laughs> chill <Come> out <laughs> chill <right>. out <laughs> and like her and my uncle were like well honestly 75 is too much it should be 50 and I said, okay, let's let's relax here. We <laughs> we actually have a lot of friends, unlike you guys. Damn. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, 
it's it's a celebration, but again, this that's one thing a lot of people I think even uh Austin and Dom shared that with us. Mm-hmm. Um like just don't get lost in the planning of everything cuz you got a whole lot of life to plan. So um and also like be able to be comfortable to make your decisions as you and you and Ron. Mm-hmm. Like we made this decision. We respect you guys, but this is what we want. Because someone told me, like, if you guys can't, someone was like, if you can't, during the wedding planning, if you can't stick to your guns, the stuff that you really, really want, that's just breaking the door open for people to be able to, like, step into your, into your marriage mm-hmm. and tell you what to do. Like, you know, not saying, like, necessarily, like, but it'll be easier for, let's say, if your, your parents during the whole planning were like, we're doing this, we're doing that, and you guys didn't want it but are not like putting your foot down, then they're like, oh, they'll be able to come into your marriage and tell you guys X, Y, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And it's true. Like you can respectfully decline what your parents think. They're, they obviously are always going to give you advice because obviously they've been married longer than you guys and they've experienced life. But there's, there's a point where we also have to understand that we are our own people and our parents have led us to a certain point and now they got to get off the train and just let us go, you know? So at some point we just have to respect it, but be able to be, you can also not always agree with what your parents say respectfully. Yeah. And it's okay to have disagreements with our parents and not always agree with them. Mm-hmm. That's a fighting battle I have with my dad, but he's an old school African dude, but it's like, he's learning, but it's, yeah, there's some things we just aren't going to agree to whether you like it or not. <laughs> But we can still be, we can still be my dad, <laughs> we can still be my mom. But like, I don't agree with that, and it's healthy to have that. But that's true. That's I for another. Like a, that's for another. I topic. agree. Like as a as a parent, it, it it seems like it's difficult when you realize your kid has opinions about things. So I can I can understand that because it's like you feel like you mold your kid to kind of be like, you know, the embodiment of yourself. And it's when they kind of deviate from that, you just kind of like freak out. So I kind of get it. And it's scary because as we get older, we really start acting like our parents. Oh my God. It's, which is like, at I least, am my it's mom like almost creepy and sickening at the same time. I am so hurt. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like, you're not, chill out. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm acting like you. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> But yeah, well, well, I don't even know where we're going with all that. All right, since we uh, kind of touched on death, oh, sorry, I know. Yeah, I'll be having some awkward transitions, right? <laughs> Speaking of motherfuckers dying, I feel like if I can have a smooth transition, so can you. you... <laughs> I don't know how, how do you have a smooth transition to death. Let's let's talk about that. Like, <laughs> how do you transition to that? But all right. So let's say you know when we die, we go to we did well, and God says, you know, you can come into heaven. You can come to the crib and hang out. You can come to the crib. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um. All right. Do you think when we're in heaven, 
because we've made it, some of the acts that we did on Earth are now somewhat acceptable in a godly way or in a heavenly way. What you been doing? Give me an example. No, so no. No, oh, I better. <laughs> I love you, God. Um, <laughs> I mean, the G. Okay, let's say if you was if you were a hoe on Earth. Oh, wow! And yeah, you, and you still made it to heaven because you're like you repented, but there was like a wholeness in heaven would it be acceptable it's like you made it and like God's like oh yeah you know living life and nothing bad you, you, you can do no wrong now so would hoeing which was considered a sin down here or being bad be a different hoeing up there or you just be married to your the life your, like your dream person and when you get to heaven you just got your wife or husband waiting for you if you weren't married and if you were married and you died at a separate time, y'all still oh, together? so you've really thought about this is what I'm hearing. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. You know, I was taking the time. You have this taken the time to really... Actually, no, this, came, <laughs> this, came, this came onto my mind when I was running because after a while, I'm just like... running. Yeah, because I'm like... Running. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> no, I really was running because I, I was running. training. I was like training for the, uh, another marathon. Like after like twelve miles, I I lose like morale, so I have to think of shit. Otherwise, I start thinking of all the things that hurt. Hence, why I have all these stupid ass questions, like twenty dollar nuggets. These are from my friends too that hook up all these questions. But it was just like, all right, it says till death do us part. So if we die and we're apart, based on your commandment, if we both get to heaven, are we still married? Or is that a decision that is automatic because y'all still in love? But what if the dude's like, well, oh, the girl's like, well, you know, marriage hasn't been that great. So we died. Now we separate now that we're in heaven? Or do you get to choose to stay with your man or your woman for life in heaven? Can y'all say what something, do you want? please? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, I feel like there were a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you be a hoe in heaven if you made it as a hoe? I say yes. Yes. God know my heart. Absolutely yes. Because I like, like I just feel like sin is subjective. <laughs> like the Bible said we can't wear gold, we can't we can't eat pork, all this these things. Well, I'm eating my bacon bacon, so I'm not going to heaven. Like <laughs> I'm gonna eat my bacon regardless. <laughs> do you think Tori made some good ass bacon too? I do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> if that bacon is wrong, think, I don't wanna be right. Exactly. Do you think the Bible is sub- subjective because for years and centuries it's been translated by different people i 100 percent believe that yeah i don't 100 percent believe it's subjective because even like the bible is like god speaking to men and them putting it on paper right yeah so it's like their interpretation of what they heard from god and then to tori's point like 
or I think Conrad, you said it over time, it's been translated so many times. So it always kills me when people are like, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and you have Twitter threads everywhere that say, okay, but do you also know about these parts of the Bible and do you follow this stuff? So, yeah. So, Ron, since you think you can be a hoe in heaven, are they are they heavenly strip clubs? Conrad. <laughs> hey, Conrad. Because <laughs> at this rate, we're not getting no positivity from Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> But once again, like, I'm gonna say yes wholeheartedly. I mean, okay, yeah, I'm sure these are really stupid questions, but at the same time, what do we know? We don't know. How good do you think their wings are? Like, dude, gotta be some dive. Joints are probably Wait. like they're probably like oh, every time you touch, like you open, there's like angels singing to you. Well, does the Bible say anything about women taking off her clothes and dancing? I mean, in heaven. No, I'm just. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, no, I, I don't remember that scripture. <laughs> no, I just mean in the Bible. Oh, I just yeah, they talk about like night dancers and like seduct uh, uh, women that are, would seduce men and act in seductive natures. Isn't isn't like dancing period in the Bible supposed to be bad? Oh well, that is just inherently a ba- a black thing. So I guess all black people are just going to hell, like. They tell us. I just wait, growing. Right. Wait, that was, <laughs> it, wait, growing up. They said growing up, you guys in black churches, it was dancing was bad or considered a sin. I don't know about black churches, but like I know, like AME churches, and it's not just black either. Like I mean, think of um, Dirty Dancing. The whole premise of that movie is like it's immoral, and the there are. That's a true story. Like there are towns where you, it's literally illegal to dance because it goes against the Bible. So Footloose was not too far off from. Maybe it's Footloose. Okay. (laughs) 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 I wasn't going to check you because I don't know these movies like that. But that's literally the plot of Footloose. I like one of them. In my head, I was like, "Which one you gonna pick? Pick the one that's dirty." Okay, let's go with that one. <laughs> Sorry, just over here. I'm mad I didn't have any coding movies. <laughs> well, that would have been great too. And you see how respectful Tori was, like, and so in Footloose. <laughs> I feel like I watched the show like that. <laughs> Let you be great. Right. Conrad and Ron would have been like, yo, dumbass. You damn right, I would. You'll get shit about Russell Westbrook to this day. No offense to them. I just don't think that, like, they don't watch white shows like I watch white shows. Like, I watch Designing Women. What's Designing Designing Women? Women was a great show. I'm just going to say. What's that? What was it? The premise was a women that lived in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. That owned an interior design firm, but they were very like liberal feminist women. I will admit they were all white. Yes, they were all white, but it was trailblazing in the 80s. So, (laughs) 
And the jokes were actually really good. Like, I was belly laughing throughout, like, every episode. Mm. I watched Friends. Friends is a terrible show, though. So that Damn. Really All right, next topic. I bet you they got Friends in heaven. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right. That was my wild thoughts on my but to, to answer well, a couple like of your last... other questions, Conrad, about like uh, how does it work, I feel like the best solution will be everyone gets their own like different instance of heaven. So you know whatever it is that you want it, that's what you get. Like the good place. Yeah, like you just get your own personal version. If your personal version included keeping your spouse, then you get a version of your spouse there with you that makes you happy. But if they didn't want you around, then you will never know. Hmm. I mean, like you know, in the it talks about like you know how everything will be so perfect in heaven. But then, like, I'm thinking, like, all right, if I get to heaven and I'm a single person in heaven, am I still able to flirt? Am I still able, like, you know, like, those, like, are you just going to be, ain't nobody going to be married and we just going to be chilling? Like, that's the stuff that pops in my head because I'm just like, technically, it sounds like it's taboo when you're trying to flirt. Like, you shouldn't be doing it. It's you're a Christian, they say, like all that stuff, like the taboo against all that stuff. But at the end, you're still trying to find a mate, so it's like, you know, yeah, good talk, guys. <laughs> you, you, you don't get to bring it up with no direction you, until us like, talk. You thinking, Another talk. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to because I agree with her. I watch a lot of shows that would be considered for white people, okay? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And one that she introduced me to, and I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't watched before now, was Shit's Creek. It is a show that just brings joy to my soul. And (laughs) I'm going to get Ryan to watch it. I'm going to. Which I don't understand why he wouldn't, quite honestly. Like, it is funny. It's, guys, it's a perfect show. It literally is perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> I rewatched it. Isn't like majority of the cast it. related? Like, father, son, daughter, yeah. or something like that? But yes, yes. I rewatched it this year, or um, like last year, and belly laughed like like just like immediately throughout every episode it was it still holds up it's it's becoming a classic show for me i'm on season four so i can't wait to finish oh and let me know let me know when you get to the season five finale there's a netflix hour long maybe you already know but oh i already watched it you did okay and i cried so there's that Yo, is that really a thing of people getting like clowning you for watching a white show? Not clowning. No, it, it, honestly, it really is to me. It's for me. It's not clowning. It's just like a lot of black people just watch black shit, and I respect that. They just don't know. Like I listened to another podcast called "Okay Now Listen" mm-hmm. with Scotty <coughs> B and Sylvia Obell. Sylvia Obell, I relate to more because she, she, she does. She like um, 
she kind of understands white culture a little bit in the sense of like what's going on in white culture like she watched TRL I watched TRL Mm. um she's seen almost every like white Christmas movie like Home Alone or Miracle on 34th Street things like that so Scotty Beam is someone who only watched like black shit and that's fine and and it wasn't like I've never had in my experience any black person like judge me for that it's just like they just don't know and Mm. to me like some some black folks are missing out on some really good content (laughs) I mean I get if it's good it's good yeah I get made fun of because I like a lot of white and comedians I just find Mm -hmm. them very funny I think they're Mm -hmm. funny period like Tina Fey who's your favorite wait wait who's my favorite though Lucille Ball yeah, real well, legend icon. Mm-hmm. But Tina Fey, Melissa, mm-hmm. can't think of her last McCarthy? name. McCarthy. McCarthy. Real fancy. <laughs> 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 wow. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. Wow, what'd you say? Oh, well, I say with real fans. <laughs> real fans. Yeah, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> <laughs> How do you just not know Melissa McCarthy's last name? Because I'm not real. I know that. <sighs> they know that. She's also an underrated, to me, like she's also another comedic actress that I wish black people appreciated more because she is hilarious. Like she's so funny. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make a controversial statement, but I feel like black people love these white comedians too. Obviously they make a lot of money. We all seen the movies and you always go to somebody's house and they got the DVD or we'll still buy DVDs. Ain't nobody buy DVDs. Brian's still going to family video to find his movie. Family, not family video. Nobody knows, right? Oh, that's great. <sighs> All right. Okay. I feel good. You feel good? <laughs> I feel good. It's time to end it. I think it's time to go ahead and get some positivity up in here. Okay. Okay, start over. Uh, that's not, that was yeah. not your best. Start over. Okay, I'll do it again. Hold on. I want the choir to come. Come on, y'all. <clears throat> Positivity. He said, "Come on, y'all." <laughs> Much better. <laughs> oh, I need to record that and just play it. <laughs> um, the thing I saw this week that I kind of <clears throat> saved in my phone was this. Just kind of pretty straight to the point but you gotta remember you're a gift to this planet open yourself up so to me how I interpret that is basically we have a lot to give to this world and throughout our lives we're gonna figure out how that's how we're gonna serve people in that way Um, I'm a strong believer we're put on earth to help each other out to serve one another uh, to uplift one another. And so 
I know some people who are like introverted might be like, eh, I ain't trying to open myself up. But even as an introvert, <laughs> you can it's find a way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can still find ways to impact people's lives. I mean, we have, I'm surrounded by a lot of introverts at work in my friend group. I mean, two of my closest friends are on this podcast right now that would consider themselves introverts, but have impacted my life in so many ways. So it's like, even if you feel like you aren't giving to the world, you are in some way. It's just that the right person will pay attention to you and you will change their life. So those people who aren't being changed by you aren't ready for your gift is how I look at it. So just open up when you feel like it's a time for you to give that gift. You will know when the right person is there. You'll know when the right moment's there. You know the right time when that gift is going to be ready to be received. We touched about as we get older, 30, a lot of us are starting to get in our careers. 30, a lot of us are starting to get our mental health together. 30, a lot of us are starting to be financially free. 30, are some of us are just finding what love is. 30, we're still maneuvering through a pandemic and we're still alive. So like our journey is so long, but yet so short. At the same time, we have a long, a big impact on people. It's just when that time comes, you will know. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep uplifting yourself. Keep uplifting the people around you. Stick with the people that you will know that circle of people that will be there for you no matter what. Stick with those people because during this pandemic, I, the people in my circle, my tight circle, have really helped me go through this and just be like, even if it's a shitty day, even if I know I can't go get a drink with my friends, even if I can't catch a plane to go visit Ron and Tori or, <clears throat> or Brian or we can't have a cool kids reunion, we're still having those through our chats, through our gatherings, because these are the people that were there from the jump, you know? The small groups of people I've touched on it, but like you need those. And if you don't have those people, we can be those people for you. You wanna be a cool kid with us? We'll take you in. If you're listening to this and you feel like you're no one's there for you, we can be there for you. Because like at the end of the day, everyone needs someone. Uh, you know, you can act tough, you can say you're a soul survivor and this and that, but the human body is attracted to love, is attracted to acceptance. No matter who you are, that's that's just your natural instinct. You want love because you were loved by your mother. We know love because of our mothers. You know love, you know affection because of those things that people gave life to for us. So you're a gift. Someone's waiting to receive it and you'll know when it is. Just open up and open up when you're ready. That's all I got. You, you need it, so love you guys. Don't be a who's man's because we're going to find your ass and put you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Peace out, y'all. If you want to get at us, you know how to find us. Our email, who's man podcast at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, who's man's podcast. You can't get at me no more. You never could get at Brian, Conrad, Tori, one time I get at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Big C22 on Instagram. Uh, Daffel underscore Connie on Twitter. Yeah, Tori. Um, you can find me at Totally Torrified on Twitter and Instagram. All right, y'all. We out. That's like the perfect 
name, like at name. I have to give my my best friend Miss McGee credit for that one. He helped me with that one back in college. Yeah, so. That's dope. I think I'll text you about it. That almost sounds like a talk show. Oh yeah, or like, a, or like or like a I don't know, like a Disney TV series or something. <laughs> I, I totally can see it. I get that. Yep. It looks like Ron. Hey, Ron, your first script is on the book. Oh, we're <laughs> right we're the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got to this point. And I better get a cut. I better get a cut. <laughs> Where else the money gonna go? <laughs> to the same account. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right we did just join our offshore account. <laughs> offshore account you're right ron where's all where, where are you at from oh you got the ps ps 11 now oh, how much is that oh okay <laughs> all right y'all oh, peace and love to the motherfuckers bye bye, bye. And that's it.